I love that point too. This is the head DA guy who happens to be an African-American guy. And he's like, you realize you're going to be prosecuting a black guy, right? Because just so you know, black guys are impossible to convict of crimes. Our, <laughs> our court system is constantly just coddling black people. Please ask me out loud what race I am. I'm allowed to say this American. Yes, just so yeah, you know. right, right. Allowed to say this American. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because that's less distressing than the news now. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who has lots of pro-choice friends? <laughs> Dean Kane. Oh, Dean okay. Kane well, does. that's good yeah. to know. That's good yeah. to know. He, he's allowed to say the N-word. They, oh. they told him it was cool. <laughs> oh. Well, he's certainly allowed to talk in a voice that makes you think he's about to, anyway. He will come very close to that, yeah. yes. It's right. gross. It's disgusting. We'll get there. All right. So, unfortunately, Eli was unable to join us. Uh, he's too busy being denied entry into Sweden, apparently. So, joining us in his stead is my lawful neutral friend, host of the Opening Arguments podcast, and person who still hasn't learned the correct order to state, I'll sit in for Eli and ask, what movie are we doing? Andrew Torres. Andrew, <laughs> welcome back, sir. Yeah, Thanks, Noah. Um, by the way, uh, apropos of absolutely nothing, uh, don't look too closely at my law firm bills this month. <laughs> I always do. I always do. <laughs> See, the thing is, is the Eli doesn't even have to tell me what he did if you fix it. So I always have to look close. <laughs> All right. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. It's the story of a murderer going to jail, and that's it. Right? That's, <laughs> that's the plot. That's what happened in real life. And then fucking Dean Cain and some other Christian movie people were like, interesting, pro-choice, liberal, African-American murderer. Coincidence? <laughs> yes, the movie. Right. Right. And Andrew... How bad was this movie? Well, if you like the show Hoarders, but you wish it had been produced by InfoWars, then you will love this movie. That is factually untrue based on me. <laughs> but you nailed the well. You nailed the well. Thank you. Thank you. I love Hoarders. I do wish it was produced by InfoWars. <laughs> All right. So to be super clear up front here, this is a movie um, that tries to paint one Kermit Gosnell as a horrible, horrible person and murdery evil guy and then uses him to smear his entire profession. Now, as we're going to learn in the movie and along the way, the condemnation is pretty damn su suspect. But even if we accept that premise, this would basically be like using Jeffrey Dahmer to prove that chefs are evil in general. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Hey, do, no, do, do not laugh at that. Like it, it, that's it, that's the argument. Everything yep. that's actually true and terrible about Kermit Gosnell, and there's a lot, right, mm -hmm. is true because he was performing illegal abortions 
for poor immigrants in a state that Pennsylvania that, you know, despite kind of being purple, like has a ton of Catholics and has a ton of intentional and just deliberately obstructive restrictions on women's rights. And yet somehow the howler monkey contingent has turned that into we ought to restrict abortion and immigration more. I, it, it, I, oh, it's, it's yeah. mad. fucking shameless. Yeah. You know who is pro-choice? Adolf Hitler. Yep, that's true. Also strong on borders. Yeah. Yes. Pro-choice, strong on borders, Adolf Hitler. All right. Oh, fuck. So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with best worst attempt at a metaphor. And uh, turtles will be the metaphor. Um, one of the writers like learned the word metaphor the day before they started shooting. And he was like, oh, dude, check this out. I learned this thing. Metaphors are fucking sweet. It's so easy. You just say a thing is another thing. So uh, I came up with this. Turtles are fetuses. And is that's that, it. That's in the movie. Was that I think that's it, how it got there. Were that, was that supposed to be an analogy for something? Analogy? Meta, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he knows I, the difference I, between I, a metaphor I, I and don't, analogy I've either. Just but. Been, I've been like sitting there scratching my heads about the fucking turtles since I watched the movie. We spend absurd amounts of time dealing with turtles in this movie. Just, I, it's, we'll get there. I won't spoil how they get into this, but there will be a lot of turtles. And it's just to squeeze in this one line about turtles needing protection, just like a fetus. And that's it. I'm pretty sure that's the entire wow. reason. Okay. Uh, interesting theory. That's better than my theory, which is the guy thought he was writing a Ninja Turtles prequel. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much I, better. <laughs> I, I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Do you own turtles, Andrew? No, no. I just I just like turtles. That's all I so just So when I was a kid, on, on whenever we would see a turtle coming across the road, uh, me and my little sister, we would we would steal the turtle and we would paint a ninja belt on it, you know, oh. with an L or an R, depending on what color paint we had, and then send it back out there. So somewhere in the world is someone who found one of our turtles. And I, that, that makes me happy to this day. Oh, <laughs> it's it's exactly like Lucky Penny, only, you know, with a yeah. living creature. So <laughs> exactly. Right. Check it out. It's so cool, but rude. Yeah. So that's weird. <laughs> All right, so I was going to go with was cool, but rude. best worst prank war. Okay, because Eli <laughs> clearly chose this because he knew that we were going to be doing this one without him and one of us didn't laugh at his joke in the meeting enough or something. And he's like, I'm going to make those motherfuckers watch Gosnells when I'm going to do this. going to be my thing. Ah, I know it's what happened, Eli. Maybe we can just talk about real things for like one second in the business meetings. That's the other way we can go about this. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Eli, I know you're listening. I, I, I'm going to go with best worst obvious script writing deficiency. Um, I, I actually had to change my best worst be, be, because th- this is amazing, right? Like the last 15 minutes of this movie are when it goes hardcore anti-abortion didactic mm-hmm. cramming the message down your throat. Um, so that's the part that's completely made up. And so like the, the jarring difference between the like otherwise mostly reasonable courtroom scenes, you know, when they're reading from the actual trial. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and the stuff they had to make up, which is like uh, uh, on a three day bender. I once watched the worst episode of Law and Order. It's just amazing. Oh, um, I, it was one inch shy of them, like bringing in less 
letter after letter filled with fetuses yeah. or something yeah. at the end and stack it. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. <laughs> a series of surprise fetuses, each more surprising than the last. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot of rage waiting on the other side of the skit. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the alarmism that is Gosnell, the world's biggest serial killer. Hey, what you doing, Heath? Oh, uh, I, I got a website for later cheese and the hosting service had a website builder, but it was really frustrating. I'm having trouble. Oh, okay. So is that what all these, um, these charts and graphs and these push pins with yarn are all about? Yeah, 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 sort of. Um, I decided to build a better website builder website, but I'm building it with their website builder website and it's not going great. Uh-huh. Well, why not try Wix.com? Oh, what's Wix.com? It's the same thing it was in the last ad, dude. Just just work, just read the copy. Okay. Wix is the easiest way to build your website. That's why over 140 million people have used Wix to build their website and why Eli builds a new one every time we have a guest just to embarrass them. Sorry, can you hand me that slide rule right I, there? Which one? The, the green one right there? The green? Sure, sure. But see, with Wix, you won't need multiple slide rules and abacus and whatever this thing is. Sextant? Sextant. Sextant. Gotcha. See, with Wix, you can use one of their 500 stunning templates, or you can start from scratch. Change, customize, or add anything you want. It even includes built-in SEO tools to help your website get noticed. Which way is magnetic north? Do you know? That offhand. really shouldn't matter when you're building a website, dude. I feel... Okay, fine. Just uh, how do I try Wix then? Well, you can get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X dot com slash podcast and get 10% off. That's Wix.com slash podcast to try it now and get 10% off. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, do you have any resin by any chance? What? Never mind. Man, I, I've got to say that the restroom at this McDonald's was unsanitary. From the makers of Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. Heath, is it just me or, or does this filet of fish look undercooked to you? Dude, who the fuck orders the filet of fish? What are you doing? Comes the story of an unspeakable crime. Gross. The, the syrup clearly ran out on the Coke machine. This is mostly just carbonated water. And one man's effort to stop it all. Yeah, uh, uh. Uh, part, part, pardon me. Um, can I can I speak with the manager, please? Coming this summer. Look, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job, but if you don't follow specs, someone could get sick. Whoa! All restaurants are trying to kill you. First in, first out, motherfucker. First in, first I, out. I, Everybody cal- knows cal- that. Cal- calm, calm down, Heath. I will not calm down. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open up with the only lie more pervasive in Christian movies than God exists, and that would be, of course, based on a true story. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, going to go ahead and guess, nope. And I was correct. Very next moment, the next little title card was like, Okay, most of this is based on... Yes! Yes! That's not a gag. It really says most. (laughs) Yes, it says most of this is based on court transcripts. 
And I'm like, what about the flashbacks? No, that not that they didn't flash back in the courtroom. What no, about the sorry. cartoon weapons that were allegedly used <laughs> by the abortion doctor? No, that, okay, that was not. Don't be a dick. That was obviously not in the court transcript. Most. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off in 2008 in Philadelphia in a creepy hallway. Yeah, you you might say that Kermit Gosnell was uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I actually went through that whole song in my head at this moment while I was watching. I stopped and I sat by myself. I did the whole. It was fun. Ah, uh, yeah. enjoy that. Far better use of your time than watching this oh, movie. I'm such yeah. a big fan of Fresh Prince. Yeah, a uh, great show. Obviously, can we do that instead? Let's just let's yeah, just right, this. right. Episodes one through three or something. Oh, you yeah. remember the very special go. episode where Will got shot and then he okay. wanted to get a gun. Okay, uh, <laughs> so. We're in a creepy, blurry hallway, and a nurse is taking a picture of us. We'll learn later that we're a dead baby at this moment. Oh, yeah, that was dead baby cam. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> this is and, only the first of dead baby cams, but this is the first. Or maybe actually a live baby, slight, about to be dead. Well, baby. yeah, we're dying, yeah. dying baby camera. Yeah. That's why it's so blurry. <laughs> yeah, it's also very spooky and blurry because it's just a typical evening at a medical hospital lit by candles that's very windy <laughs> in a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. this movie is set. Yeah. So then we get the title. It says, Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer, asterisk. Right? Like, because, <laughs> they, I guess because they're, they're figuring it in birth weight. Maybe. I, like, the trial of the dude technically kind of tied for America's 91st biggest serial killer. Sounds clunky, I'll admit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, in case you were wondering how far they were going to make it into that true story, the fucking title is a lie. <laughs> Three is technically yeah. a serial, right? Just like John good. Wayne yeah, Gacy right. and like Ted Bundy just throwing their earphones down. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> this is bullshit. So, all right. So the movie opens. We've got people jogging and driving and cursing the traffic or whatever. Basic, okay, so Superman's late for his wedding. Or a wedding, rather, not his wedding. Uh, right. Yeah, and and at, again, you have the, and, and I and I knew Dean Cain had, had switched over to the dark side, so I was, I was prepared for him to be in this movie, but I was not prepared <laughs> for Superman's waddle run oh, up the steps into the court. It was into the, so of the church. sad. Oh, it looked like he forgot to apply the anti-chafing lotion to the inner thighs. <laughs> he, had like, the, oh. he had the cowboy oh. ass, yeah. No oh. question. Christopher Reeves would have done better on those yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Dean Kane's sad face, rushes upstairs in his tux. I guess he was running to home to get the necklace his daughter needed for her wedding. Yeah. This wedding is going to be entirely superfluous, right? Like, someone in the cast was getting married and the director screamed, production value, let's start it at a wedding. The, at, <laughs> at, 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 let's go a step further. Dean Kane's entire family here is entirely superfluous, right? We will yeah. never see them again after nope. this scene. Nope. His wife, his daughter, the yeah, none of this will ever come back. Yeah. To the point where I thought that maybe the reason they started it like this is because it, they start with the giving away the daughter bit. And I'm like, well, I, think, I guess they had to open with a misogynistic tradition, maybe, because it's an <laughs> anti-abortion movie. 
<laughs> yeah. D- D- Dean Kane is, is walking his daughter down the aisle and we get the first of uh, instance of his catchphrase, which is the way I see it. You got a couple of choices here. And, and then, <laughs> and then a, okay, put a pin in that as a catchphrase, but don't but B, put a pin in it. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Don't, just pull it right back out. Save your pin. Yeah. But don't waste a in pin like, on this th- In bullshit. like 30 seconds, he's going to be like, the way I see it, you have two options here. Catchphrase <laughs> from before. I just said it earlier. But, Nailed it. But at the moment that he says that to his daughter, the camera pans away to his wife. Yeah. Right? And, and, now I know why Eli picked this movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and I gotta say, I'm into it, right? <laughs> because his wife is like a week and a half older than the daughter. Like, I mean, they oh, are, they could be twins. Yeah, right. I, I, I had five years apart at most. Yeah. Oh, they have a porn tab. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we cut immediately from that to Dean Kane talking screet. Oh my god! This is we're a minute in and hate crime. Like it's yeah. real fast. It's real fast. And this is—I mean—he's trying. He's—we're about to find out he's an undercover cop trying mm-hmm. to like <laughs> trying to talk jive on the phone with somebody. But this is just a hundred percent Dean Kane how he talks with African American people in real life. I'm quite it, certain. Yeah, no, it's like listening to Eli and Heath talk to a black fan. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like you added and Heath there. That's <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I someone like the, deleted that from my notes. <laughs> I like the idea that Gam has a black fan. I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah, so he's talking like that, and I, I, I'm, I wrote in my notes like. Really hope a black guy walks past. And then he does. Again, yes. he just walks, walks past and Dean Cain's like, I was just in, I'm an under I'm an undercover narcotics detective. Was, they said I the producers let me do this. They said I could do this. Hello. We need we need a fleet of robotic black guys to walk past white people constantly just fucking with us like that. That's what we should be doing with drones. Yes. Also, by the way. His name is James Wood, Dean Cain's character. Yeah. And when I first heard that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Every one of these movies is like, they can't come up with fake names. And they were like, James Wood, don't say Woods. <laughs> Duh. I said, Duh, Wood. But it's it's the real cop, apparently. Yeah, in real life. yeah. James Wood. But they yeah. do this several other times. We're going to meet a lawyer named Michael Cohan <laughs> later in the movie. So I'm not crazy. They do this. I think he's a real guy, too, actually. Oh wait, that's there's a, was yeah. it a real. Oh, uh, okay. I'm pretty sure it that is. That was yeah. just a big coincidence. All right. Well, there's a nurse Betty also. Yeah, no, there is a nurse Betty. I'm sure they made. Maybe no, her fuck. real name was Betty, I, but <laughs> no, actually, I think that is made up. I think that whole part's made up. So okay, okay. But point being, he's just terrible, 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 trying to sound like he's an African American guy on the phone with, I guess, a drug dealer. But yeah, what's really happening in real life is that cover is now blown. There's a drug dealer who just hung up, being like. Yeah, a white cop was trying really hard to do a black guy voice just now. That's just, he just said fist bump at the end of the call. Like verbally, he said fist bump. We're we're calling off the sale. We're not selling drugs to that person. It's a cop. Well, what's amazing to me is that they give you a minute before they reveal that, right? Like they let you hear this conversation for a good forty five seconds when you're like, "Wow, that's wildly racist, Dean Kane. Stop it!" And then they're like, "Oh, it's an undercover. He's setting up a drug." Okay, it's still wildly racist. Still stop it, but. At least Building I get that it. tension. 
of racism. That's not what people mean when they say that. And then, so he goes to the drug buy, right, that he just set up to, like, surreptitiously catch the chick with drugs. He is in a goddamn tuxedo. (laughs) Right? He's standing around in a fucking gas station in the middle of the projects in a tuxedo trying to, like, look at cheese crackers and shit. (laughs) So they won't notice him. And he's talking into his lighter. Yes. Like, this is like right. a normal person. I just take dictation from Bic lighter. And, this is and, normal. And when you say lighter, this this thing is like uh, three. It's it's like a cigarette lighter from the 1970s out of your car, right? Like, there's oh, a, yeah, a pull yeah, right. yeah. It looked like he was buzzing in for Jeopardy or something. It, it, yeah. it, looked, it looked like Get Smart equipment, right? Like, I yes. was waiting for them to break out the cone of silence later on. That would have been amazing. Are you talking into your shoe, sir, with the tuxedo? <laughs> Dean Kane, the actor yeah. and undercover cop who was on the phone with me earlier? Idiot. So yeah, so the girl goes to leave, and, and Dean Kane and his partner are about to bust her, but just then a bunch of FBI and DEA agents show up to pounce on their kill. Oh, but like so many at the same time, like nineteen government agencies coordinated. They were like, "All right, so we're, we're gonna drift into this parking lot at the exact same." But time you guys, you guys come from the north. Reach to a stop. It needs to be simultaneous. It's <sighs> like NASA flies in with a rocket for no reason. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Fury shows up <laughs> the aircraft carrier that flies. Uh, yeah. and, and as bad as the cinematography, right? Because they do. They all arrive at literally the exact same time, which is, you know, <laughs> yes. which is great. As bad as that is, like the dialogue is worse. Like I, I yeah. am positive that everybody, everybody attached to this movie in any kind of script writing capacity was like, uh, do, do I know what jurisdiction is? I've seen the Matrix eight <laughs> times, buddy. Like, don't give me none of that jurisdiction crap. Huh? Did I nail it? Did I nail it? Oh, God. Yeah, so they're in the middle of their Hollywood jurisdiction fight when the the girl that they just busted shouts out, I got the drugs from Dr. Gosnell. You'll recognize his name from the movie title. And everyone just hushes, like a, a silence falls over all of them. They don't know who this is. There's no reason for that. Oh, it, it's like she said, Voldemort. They're, it's yeah. nonsense. They're all just like, Oh, that's the guy at the top of every one of our Rico charts in the entire country. No, it's the fuck. No, it's not. No, nope. it's not. Well, no, but it's a it's a fourth wall break, right? Like it gives away the fact that the only people watching this movie were the people who were prepared to hiss at that moment on the screen, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Top All of right. their Rico charts that they have at their yeah. house right. the shrine because they're fucking crazy. Yeah. All right. So now it's it's time to meet a woman. So she will be feeding her daughter's breakfast, her her litter of children breakfast, right? Like, uh, seriously, name a fucking woman we've ever met in a Christian movie that was like a major character who we did not meet while cooking breakfast for her family. Yeah. I'll give you forever. (laughs) She's never like playing a sport. She's never like beating Bobby Riggs at tennis or something, you know? No. (laughs) Unfortunate. But yeah, she's a mom. It's a Christian movie. So she's cooking breakfast. She is a what? She she works for the DA. She's a prosecutor. She's an ADA. Yeah. I think we yeah, find out she's, soon. Right. Yeah. She's the lead ADA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And she has eleven kids. And <laughs> Dean Kane is calling her to kind of clue her in on the plot so far. 
And we get, we also get the saddest line in this entire movie. We, and this is a movie about babies getting killed, to be clear. <laughs> but at one point, her living kids are just like, can we please move to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? <laughs> the happiest place on so earth. Because <laughs> she was going to like transfer from her like ABA yeah. job to like a job with the governor in the, you know, in the Capitol, I guess, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Can we, we live somewhere to worse than so dark? I've Harrisburg. always wanted to travel I-99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an I-99 joke for you Harrisburg residents out there. There you go. All right. 99. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so mom goes to work at the DA's office. And she, when she gets to the work, they're all watching surveillance footage from Gosnell's clinic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this is surveillance footage like, you know, that tab on Pornhub is surveillance footage. Too. Yeah, know. right, right. Oh, this exactly. is amazing. Every drug dealer is impossibly stupid in this movie. The, <laughs> the undercover guy, the undercover cop in this video that we're watching, he's going to the clinic and he's like, hello, Kishana, my drug dealing accomplice. How are you on this lovely <laughs> drug dealing day? Would you like to transact some drugs today? Drugs is what we oh. sell. Also, I'm, okay, so I'm the drug guy here. I got to say, like, she's showing up at work. She's a district attorney. So what time does she show up to work or what time does this guy buy drugs? It just doesn't seem like these are overlapping things, <laughs> right? One is a morning activity. The other is not. <laughs> Hi, I'm here at 8.30 a.m. for my prescription of Oxy. Is what? Oxycontin not a morning drug? I've never done that one. Is that, <laughs> does that fuck up your well, morning? It's well, it's a morning, afternoon, and evening drug at a certain point, but yeah. I, I've, got, I've got plenty of sativa at 8.30 in the morning, but that's different, I guess. Yeah. I plead precious little cinnamon buns. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Liar. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So now, uh, they, so they bust the nurse that just sold this guy the oxys, um, and they take her in for questioning. And she, all right, within 13 seconds of this, she walks up to a whiteboard and starts drawing a graph of Gosnell's <laughs> criminal op. I'm expecting her to pull out a laser pointer, ask for the next slide. <laughs> and she's supposed to be cooperating about a drug bust. And just out of nowhere, she's like, apropos of nothing. He has high school girls performing abortions. Um, sorry. It's <laughs> weird that I said that. Back to the drugs thing that is related to me. Sorry. Dude, also, as a as a as a drug related question, I mean, I'm not saying I'm necessarily asking up in terms of expertise here. The DEA guy keeps using the word Smurfs. Is that a is that a thing that I just don't know that that's I'm, a thing or I'm, I'm not that I'm aware of. But. I feel like it was one of those made up ones. Like huh. remember in like Breaking Bad, the good like the squirrels are the guys yeah. who like buy a bunch of Sudafed for you. Yeah, like, yeah. Go to different store. I think this was like they were like remember Smurfs. I guess squirrels and Smurfs are similar, right? They're I learned both the metaphor about three the apples high, three, yeah. three apples tall. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. This isn't a metaphor nor an analogy. You just say Smurfs. We're saying Smurfs. I, I feel like maybe they had a black friend that was just fucking with them at a certain point. You know, they kept saying, hey, man, what's the black word for? He's like, oh, man, we call them Smurfs. You want to use the term Smurf in your movie? Maybe I'm you wrong. You can use it as a, a verb. You can use it as a noun. 
<laughs> so, yeah, so the busted nurse. Now, we should point out, so Dean Kane's there. Um, also, we've got this DEA guy look, that looks like shipwrecked Ray Comfort sitting there. And he's all like, the, he's the guy who's pissed <laughs> off that this local cop's getting in the way. And the lady's like, oh, and by the way, lady died in the clinic. And the DEA guy's like, oh, man, now I'm never going to make my reservation. But Dean Kane cares deeply, right? <laughs> so, okay. So now we cut to Dean Kane. He's chatting with the coroner or just a guy with his hands in a cadaver and no good excuse for it. <laughs> And he's basically asking the coroner, he's like, hey, man, does this sound suspicious to you? This lady dies at the um, at this abortion clinic and, and and the doctors, nobody's charged with murder. And he's like, no, man, it does not seem weird to me that no one was charged with murder after a person died during a medical procedure. You're a doctor, right? Do people die sometimes? He's like, yes. Really? <laughs> you walk down here for that? That's a text, maybe. It's a dumb text. You walk down here? <laughs> well, also, and I, I love that, like, as he's saying all of this, and basically the coroner's giving the, no, man, we don't try people for murder when there's, like, there's malpractice, a totally different kind of thing, even, even if, and, and much of the time it's not that because, you know, people go to doctors when they're dying already. But while he's saying all of this, they have him like weighing kidneys and brains and shit so that the <laughs> anti-abortion folks back home can go, he doesn't care about the sanctity of life. Look at him. Yeah. At, at, into God's creation. He, he pulls, conservatively speaking, 68 pounds of stuff out of the courts here, <laughs> including, and, and I'm not making this up, an entire, what is obvious, as somebody who's cooked calves liver before, it's it's an entire like three pound calves liver that he pulls out and like sticks out. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crime against food. It's not the first, it is the first, but it's not the last crime against food we get. In this he's food. pulling out ground round. It's already yeah. in the plastic package yeah. and shit. Yeah. Is that an anvil? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that right. live? Shit. So, it's <laughs> all right. So Dean Kane heads back over to the DA's office. He he wants to talk to the boss. He doesn't want to treat this like a drug case. He wants to treat this like a murder case. Damn it! As if that's a new thing. He's like, uh, excuse me, Mister DA. I would like to start up a team within our police department that investigates murder. I learned about this today. <laughs> we we can really call use one of those murder squad. I was thinking that. <laughs> We'll work on that. We'll, we'll, we'll shop some names. We'll shop. Uh, and, and by the way, the, the boss here, I had to look it up because he's he's the guy that you get when you want Courtney B. Vance from Law & Order, but you funded your movie on Indiegogo, so you get this guy instead. But you wasted all your money on Dean uh, <laughs> it is the It is the uncanny valley of Courtney B. Vance, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, so then we... we we have this stupid fucking scene where the mom's having dinner and Dean Kane calls her um, it, it, mad at her about the last scene in case we weren't paying attention to the last scene, I guess. Yeah, he's mad and he starts yelling at her. He's like, why didn't you back me up about that murder? Was it because of your big abortion agenda? And she's like, what? No, are you I'm. I'm anti-murdering still. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I got you your dumb warrant. You're you're crazy. Yeah. So okay. So we're we're getting ready to bust the uh, abortion clinic that's selling all of these uh, these illegal oxies. And there's a lady there from the Department of Health, right? They're like, oh, we got to uh, rate it well. The clinic's in operation, so we need this lady from the Department of Health in case there's any patients there that need our uh, need help. And I don't. 
I have no idea why they're playing this at, at the moment. Anyway, I had no idea why they were playing this woman as such a ridiculous bitch. Yeah, she's a bad guy in this movie. Yeah. She had to be for the ending. It's so yeah. dumb. Right. Right. Like Dean Cain's like, hey, we're having pizza. Would you like some pizza? And she's like, fuck you. Fuck you and your pizza. Philadelphia. Pizza, yeah. It, so. it, well, in fairness, I, I saw that pizza on the screen. That's now. true. Yeah. It looked terrible. Yeah. Come on. It did. Ratios. Get the fucking ratios right. Look how much bread there is compared to sauce. And Jesus Christ. It's not hard. All right. So they head in for the big raid. And um, they raid a haunted house slash abortion clinic. There are clowns. <laughs> there are laughing clowns that pop out and yell at you and shit at this abortion clinic. Oh, and I love I love the uh, warning that, <laughs> that he gave. He's like, all right, so you're going to be going into this pretty crazy place. We're not expecting weapons. But remember, these are abortionists. You never know. Like, might try to vacuum you up with. <laughs> An industrial tube that leads to a wood chipper. So just watch out for that. that. That'll very likely be there. But yeah, we get to the clinic and it's crazy. It's like an abandoned warehouse uh, post-nuclear strike. There's like exploding barrels and crates and like Duke Nukem's there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love when the cops first show up too. They're like, hello, we're all here for an abortion. Sorry, no. Just, just that was one. We're here to take away your heroin pills. We know you have heroin pills. Yeah. All right. So, and then they, they, they come in, they start looking around the clinic. They find a, a, a refrigerator full of abortions. <laughs> also, a collection of aborted fetus feet set up like Hot Wheels in the cupboard. Right? Yep. Dean Cain's like, they're murdering elves. And they're like, what are you fucking talking about, man? You're the dumbest. He's so confused by this, too. He's like, is this normal? I've never been to an abortion clinic before. Do they normally save the feet in jars? I'm a police officer. And the other cop's like, I don't know. Probably seems like the kind of thing they would do. Baby's first jars. bronze shoe. Baby's first foot. Oh, know? God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome to Soylent Veal. Ah, it's the cops. Shit. <laughs> just juggling a chainsaw and two live babies. I'm just juggling these. These are, it's an act. It's not. Did you guys, did you guys go in the poison room? The what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. All right. So then mid-raid, Dr. Gosnell shows up. Now, I know that this is based on a real guy, but just like if, if, you're, if you're stuck with the character name Kermit, which is this this guy's Christian name? Uh, don't cast a dude with a Kermit voice and a bulbous bunch of throat fat. Okay, help me out oh, here, people. Oh, oh Kermit here is one hundred percent an uncredited Keenan Thompson SNL skit. Like no, no doubt, <laughs> he's the best. I kind of liked his acting in this because he's oh, yeah. just like he doesn't care. He's just like, oh, hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, baby foot. No. <laughs> More for me. Because I'm going to have fine. some baby I'm gonna, feet. I'm I don't want to feel guilty. Foot. I That's offered cool. you guys some. <laughs> I got sriracha. No. All right. <laughs> so now, oh, and we have to, we have another important character that we have to meet, right? This is um, tattooed brunette blogger chick. Oh, all right. <laughs> so tattooed brunette blogger chick is actually it's like she's played in this right with the tattoos as being pro-choice but i just care about the truth and everything yep 
Her name in the movie is Molly Mullaney. She is actually a composite of two real journalists that were involved in this case. One is Molly Z. Hemingway, uh, who is a, you can Google her. She's a standard Fox News. She writes for the Federalist. She's a garbage monster, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And the other one is J.D. Mullaney, who is a white, male, right-wing, local blogger and journalist. So, by the way, exactly zero halves of this composite character would be, like, young, hip, and pro-choice. So, Well, right, right. And the thing is, is that it's only a composite character because they want... The, 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 the character's based on J.D. Mullaney. That, that's who this character is, really. They, they threw Molly in there and gave her the Molly name because, you know, they wanted an excuse to have a female character. But if this is really just a middle-aged, balding white guy that's, you know, made it his life's work to take down all the abortion clinics, the movie just doesn't fucking work, does it? Yeah, and and Mulaney is like, he's the guy in Bucks County who like goes on, you know, KZIM in the morning and goes, you know what really grinds my gears? The Mexicans, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have to establish that uh, Kermit Gosnell is a terrible, horrible, disgusting, evil person here. Um, and we do it, and, and we and we mostly have to do it with things that didn't really happen and shit. So they just have these bizarre instances, like here where he comes in, he's just finished a, with the abortion, and his gloves are still bloody. So he starts eating Chinese food with his with his bloody gloves oh, still on. Uh, nonsense. They're they're just like, man, should we? Are we letting the hostile guy keep doctoring right now? Like in the middle of this raid, he's just like helping people, and then he walks in and. Dr. Gosnell, he's like, oh, sorry for the mess. Uh, got blood all over me. That last one was a fighter. And he just like <laughs> takes off a bloody glove and fires it at the cops like a rubber band. <laughs> takes out Chinese food, starts eating lo mein with, he's still got one bloody glove on. Yep. And he's using that glove to open his lo mein and eat it. He's just like, got giant railroad spikes for chopsticks <laughs> and like, Oh shit! These these are from something else. These are from <laughs> fighter. He's big. He was real big. You remember? You remember old man in the sea? It was like that in there. It was crazy. Oh god! It's fucking Hemingway. <laughs> All right. So DA mom gets to her office. Dean's already there waiting to review the video from the abortion clinic. Right? Yes. Second time, by the way, in the first fifteen minutes of this movie that we have the DA lady late to her own job, but uh, right. Yeah, you know, There's little, always somebody waiting sexist, for her right? there. Like, she's always walking in like, Oh, look, Oh, you guys got here at nine. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was in the building at nine, you know, I stopped for a coffee and to pee. I was also here on time. So yeah, now they're reviewing the video. Now, one of the things they're making a big deal of here is that they, when they raided this clinic, they found, fetal remains just everywhere, right? Like in garbage bags, in a refrigerator, in the break room, et cetera. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If if I found out that Pennsylvania three months earlier had passed a law that's saying all fetal remains have to be dipped in gold, like I wouldn't be surprised at all if, they, if, they, if the state of Pennsylvania just made it almost impossible for him to dispose of the fetal remains. I don't know if that's true. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's very possible. Either way, though, there's it's like a clown car of fetuses falling out of his fridge. It's <laughs> yeah, not, it is. It's so dumb. And uh, milk. There's yeah. milk in there too, which I like. I thought it was weird. Like my 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 my, my like reaction was like, gross fetuses. Is that almond milk? Fucking disgusting. Really? <laughs> really? 
Actually, no, they found milk jugs with fetal remains in them in his clinic as well. Those also were filled with fetal remains. Really? So worse than almond milk. Yeah. Um, How would you? Well, I mean, let's not go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're full afterwards. I love it. So the DA is sitting there going, she's like, you know, I'm sure there's something bad about this cat shit covered rat infested bag of fetus foot trophy clinic, but I just can't (laughs) put my finger on it. Something's unusual here, though. (laughs) All right. So now uh, now they're questioning all the various employees of the clinic. They are not medical professionals. Right now, here's one of the, the, the actual actually terrifying things that that Kermit Gosnell was doing. He basically had like 16 year old kids like, yeah, you can be an anesthesiologist. Let me I just have to no, I just have to give you the oath of anesthesiology <laughs> and you are you are good. The oath is count backwards from 100. And yeah, right. <laughs> All right. And so now this is where she explains that the that Kermit Gosnell, she had seen him snip the spines of aborted fetuses with scissors. Yeah, he's, he's spatchcocking them. That's <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the fetus doesn't cook evenly. Come on, everybody oh, knows God. that. Oh my it is God. an atheist show. It's so ridiculous. This is, this is one of his employees explaining this too and just being like, yeah, no, and then we'd cut their heads off with lawn shears. A lot of the bigger ones, we'd have shears for it. Yeah. Sometimes a weed whacker on a really busy day, a bunch of time, we cut their heads off with a weed whacker. They're very, they're very easy to cut through. It's like butter. Well, yeah, I made awesome. a staff that had a chainsaw on either side of it. You know, so like a, like Darth Maul, but with a chainsaw. So we, then we get the scene where they're like uh, wheeling everything out of the clinic, and they're like, "Huh, some of these files are missing." And 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 like somebody else is like, "Well, after a certain amount of time, you're allowed to throw them away, right?" And he's like, "Shh, doesn't sound suspicious." If you point that out. Yeah, I mean, there's so much whiplash here, right? Because the like all of the creepy, weird, strange stuff that was in his clinic, right? Like was the key to the actual trial, right? Like that's how you get a conviction showing that, you know, you have a disposal filled with baby parts and, you know, a uh, some kind of torture device with blood spattered all over it and everything. Like, (laughs) but this movie would be worried that you would start thinking too hard about that and go, oh, wait, so I don't need to vote Republican. I just need to make sure that like critical women's health services aren't so stigmatized You're that very poor sleepy. women You're will go yeah. to literally sleepy. anywhere. Right, Seriously, fine. shut up. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. And they're showing us like the craziest, craziest combinations of things. There's like his his like silverware area is neck. That's also where the bloody speculum goes, and there's like a label <laughs> yes. for it. It's like you we save the speculum, and it goes here. Bloody speculum, right here, labeled. <laughs> that's why I got the label maker. <laughs> also, the Brita ewer goes right next to there. Our, our very very medieval old we have, Brita container is we right have next to that. Separate and the, gar- and the garbage disposal here. We we learn is. Clogged with babies is what they're claiming oh, here. Okay. Yeah. Now, but see, here's the thing: they never claim that it's clogged with babies. They're just like it's it's like a running quote almost, right? They're like, "Oh my God, there's dead babies in the refrigerator. There's dead babies in the cabinet. There's dead babies in this closet. What's clogging up the garbage disposal?" 
Right. We never confirmed that there were babies in that. They just they that that's just added in coffee grounds. But, yeah, you know, you be. know what we were yeah, saying. Right, Sometimes right. He might have been, you know, just dicing a baby next to that and needed <laughs> to put a little bit into the sink. And then you don't want, you know, you use the disposal. Obviously, you know, you're grabbing that with your hands and then putting it into a, a napkin and then. The fridge is full, so. <laughs> also, this <laughs> happened several times in the movie because apparently Gosnell had a bunch of, like, flea-infested cats that were shitting all over the clinic. <laughs> yeah, and it, right. they were there to catch the rats and shit. If you want me to be angry at, uh, at any point in the movie, you cannot put a cat on the screen. Because <laughs> every time, <laughs> like, they're, they're, like, they're slipping and sliding in all the baby guts and shit. And I'm like, ooh, kitty. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's the toxoplasmosis a, room. That's baby. adorable. <laughs> a cute little baby. Uh, to be fair, that's like Heath and I when the dog, you know, when a dog shows up in any scene. Yeah. It's like, right. I'm, I'm go with you with cats dog. too. Cats, I mean, dogs. Yeah, cats. They, you get me every time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. But now they have to go. Uh, so they haven't found the files, right? They're, they're looking for some files. So now they have to go uh, raid uh, Gosnell's home, right? And, and, and by the way, like the files are the definition of MacGuffin here in this movie. Like, do do we ever find the files? Does it ever have anything to do with files? Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, no. no. Right, right. Again, it's just there to make it seem like something suspicious was going on that they didn't have any evidence of. Right. They're like, yeah, he sure has been moving files. Well, moving files is fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you you never established that any of them are missing, especially when they're covered in cat shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. right, right, <laughs> right. At one point, the cop, one of the cops, says, "Like we found fire file folders that matched up with the bags of fetuses," and then the DA is like, "What? How?" How would you match those up? And okay, whatever your answer is, please do not do that in the future. Whatever the fuck you did, don't do that more. All right, so they go to his house um, to to search that to see if the files are there. And again, right, like so we we walk around the house and the house is filthy because he's so evil. People with filthy houses are evil. Ooh. And as they're checking all of this, Kermit Gosnell comes up and he's like, "Oh, you guys could have just knocked. I'm home." I am home. <laughs> he just he walks in all slow. He's wearing his robe. He's he looks like Hugh Hefner. He's just all relaxed. He's smoking. He's like, "Hey, officers, make yourself at home. Anyone want a smoothie or anything? No, we don't want a smoothie. Absolutely not." All right, but then the cops are like, "Excuse me, Doctor Gosnell. I see you have a locked door in your hallway." And he's like, "Yeah, that's the cellar." And they're like, "Yes, can we have the key?" And he's like, "Okay, sure. It's messy though." So they go down into the cellar. Now, they're in hazmat suits. There's no reason for this. And this, I think, is the most amazing <laughs> them freaking out about the wrong thing moment, right? So they're walking through the cellar, and there's a dead cat in the cellar. And fleas start jumping out on this one chick. And she acts like the, like the alien is spraying acid blood on her. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just a bunch of fleas fall, jump on her. And she's like, oh, I'm freaking out. Well, yeah. and, and these are not, I, I had initially put down in my notes, like these are CGI fleas, but this is like somebody with a Sharpie, like drawing physically <laughs> on the film itself, fleas, right? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's the, the worst budget I've ever it's seen. So Turn oh. up the volume on your computer. I'm going to tell you about one simple trick <laughs> to get rid of that stomach sludge. Yeah. That, that's the level of, of graphics we're getting. And aren't, I mean, I feel like they're focusing on the flies a little bit much. Like the corpse of the cat was gross, 
I, what I wanted them to do, I wanted to see jars full of tiny little paws, and then that would have <laughs> got me on board with the movie. All right. So the DA, DA mom goes to order coffee, um, and blogger chick comes up to her, and she's like, uh, excuse me, are you going to be the first DA in American history to ever charge an abortion doctor with murder? Also, can you pass me a stir of the stirs are behind you? Over there. Thank I, you. And, and what the hell kind of nonsense is it, right? Like, is is there, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but like, is there some sort of <laughs> exemption to the murder laws? Yeah, see, oh, sorry, well, you, abortion doctors can't be charged. They have a license to kill, you see. It's like a, like a double O. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, 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 that blew me away. I'm like, I wonder how many other professions there are where no one's ever been charged with murder. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the DA's response is great, too. She's like, okay, blogger, shouldn't you be in your mom's basement or something? <laughs> the blogger's like, oh, I, I was earlier. The Wi-Fi <laughs> here is better. It's a little bit <laughs> She Whatever. is, too. It's fine. <laughs> but then the DA's like, well, I don't comment about ongoing investigations. And then the blogger asks her, she's like, well, have you heard of Samika Shaw? And DA McGuire is like, No. And it's like, well, you just commented in your <laughs> face. Suck it. Yeah. Yeah, right. The the blogger, though, she's got some information for the DA. She says, um, did you ever hear of the Mother's Day massacre? Massacre? Hmm. Usually I mean, someone has to die for them to call it a massacre, right? I don't know what the legal definition of a massacre is. Also, I don't know if I would call it Mother's Day based on Dr. Gosnell's <laughs> Yeah, so but but so Lexi goes to work eventually and she starts reading that girl's blog about the Mother's Day massacre. Now, I Googled this. I shit you not. Here are the sites that came up when I Googled Mother's Day massacre. The Federalist, Catholic Vote, World <laughs> Net Daily and the, the National problem. Right to Life News. <laughs> so, yep. it was a massacre, y'all. It was a deathless one, but a massacre yep. all the same. According to that group of sources, basically, Dr. Gosnell uh, organized to bus a whole bunch of women from Chicago into somewhere in Pennsylvania where they were doing this. And they would just shoot plastic razor blades inside 15 women. That's it actually said those words. And I, I was baffled. Yeah, with a Nerf gun. <laughs> yes, it was a, a ball filled with giant razor blades or something. Every time they described this thing, it got more sinister. By the end of it, you're basically just thinking of a morning star, right? Like you just stuck a mace up there and wiggled it around a bit. Do you remember Go-Go from Kill Bill? It's a, ball. it's a ball of blades. They actually use that exact phrasing. It's a ball of blades. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes yeah. we'd have it on, you know, you could shoot it with a, you, if you have it on a chain, you can do more exciting stuff with it. And we had 15 women and we were like, line up and then we're going to do the ball of blades. Now, ma'am, ma'am, come up, come over here. Uh, yeah. Sit, sit right on the Vitamix. And, okay. Uh, you, <laughs> perfect. You keep flinching. If you flinch, it's going to be worse. It's going to hurt flinching. worse if you flinch. I love this. This is on you. So after she reads the blog, they have the scene of her playing with her alive baby for just a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, and, and and the baby might as well sing like, I like being alive. And yeah, having I was a born and I'm yeah. a happy uh, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she plays with the baby's foot specifically. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. The jar thing is weird. I see that. I see. I needed a visual cue about why that might be weird. I have it now. Yep, that is, that is, I was, I'm pro-choice still, but that's weird. Yep, that's weird. All right, so now they go to see the, the coroner. The coroner has rehydrated as many of the dead uh, fetuses as he could, right? And he says, now in the movie, the coroner's like, well, you know, he probably killed at least a gazillion babies, but I feel like the only ones we could convict him are on are these five. But all these other ones were also murdered, even though he didn't get convicted of those ones. I want to make it super clear, right? <laughs> and the point is, these are the five biggest yeah. dead fetuses. Like, you'd have these are so big that you'd have to empty their skulls to get them out. And if Dr. Gosnell didn't empty the skulls, that means they were born alive. So that's like how they're going to go about this investigation. And mm-hmm. DA Lexi is already like, so we're sticking our hand into the skull. We're doing that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. I, I feel like I should have asked first. Should I keep doing this? Should I keep <laughs> scooping? I'm pro-choice. Should I keep <laughs> scooping the skull? So it's like a jack-o'-lantern, right? You just do it like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, well, it, it, I love to right before that because he walks him up to that. He's like, these are the five biggest fetuses and he's still got them covered up and he does like a reveal, right? Like an, is this your fetus kind of a reveal? <laughs> <laughs> and then explains all the stuff about, yeah, they still had brains in their heads and everything. But then, okay, she's like, oh, so, okay, so we have to check the skulls to see if they've been suctioned out. And he's like, that's right. And he hands her a scalpel. And I'm like, you, you're the dead person guy. What kind of weird fucking rite of passage is this? You know what they don't teach in law school? Like how to cut into a fetus's skull. I mean, look, like I, 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 maybe I missed that day, but yeah. Uh. So, so, okay. So now they're, the lawyers are all in the uh, war room, I guess, plotting how they're going to take down this baby killer. And the movie slips one in here, and they never go back to correct this, right? They say, you know, Dr. Gosnell apparently has over 200 violations of existing abortion limits. But, but over, of those over 200 violations, over 200 of them are violations of the 24-hour rule. That's the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah, yeah. think on it rule. Right. So they say he's got over 200 violations. Yes. 206 of those over 200 or so were not making a woman wait 24 hours to think on her abortion. But yeah, so the 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 main lawyer, though, that her boss, the D.A., is is like warning her like, hey, man, you know, Gosnell got himself a super lawyer and you're going to be prosecuting an abortion doctor. You'll never have a political future. Everyone will say you're a racist because this is it's gonna it's at least kind of racist anyway but that's all that's what you're going up against <laughs> i love that point too this is the head da guy who happens to be an african-american guy and he's like you realize you're gonna be prosecuting a black guy right because just so you know black guys are impossible to convict of crimes our, <laughs> our court system is constantly just coddling black people <laughs> Please ask me out loud what race I am. (laughs) I'm allowed to say this American. Yes, yeah, right, right. Allowed to say this American. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right, so she goes to chat with the judge. She wants to bring these murder charges, and the judge is super clear. She's like, hey, you know, I got like three guys a week that come in here trying to convict an abortion doctor of murder. Are you one of those people? She's like, no, I'm not. They're like, oh, okay. You right. promise. 
I'm going to let you prosecute the serial killer, but no reversing Roe v. Wade during this <laughs> Pennsylvania <laughs> trial. Promise. <Yeah. laughs> Fine. We'll just, we'll just normal prosecute the killer. Rump. It's so <laughs> dumb. And the other, the main part of this, like the point of this scene, we're, we're meeting this judge who happens to be an African-American woman. And the point is like, this is one of those Illuminati women of color pulling strings <laughs> behind the scenes. Like women of color have way too much power. That's, that's what this movie is saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, constantly. Every time it's time for someone to come to the defense of abortion, it's going to be an African-American and probably a woman. Yeah. Yeah. The real life judge here objected to her portrayal in this movie. Um, Did presumably she? Uh, the note was she wanted 10% less sass. Um, <laughs> yeah. This this whole movie is like um, white people trying to like sing along with a rap song and having to stop during those certain yeah. points when certain words <laughs> pop out and after. <laughs> Wait, what did you rhyme with gold digger there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm nothing. All right, so now it's time for the grand jury testimony, and maybe I'm too colored by today's news cycle, but I was expecting Bill Barr to leap in front of the camera with a black box or something at any moment. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so now they're they're talking to people who used to work at the clinic, and there's this incredibly hot intern that's testifying how gross the place was, and they're like, well, why didn't you ever like report this to anyone? And the intern goes kind of figure that's just how black people were you know oh, gross uh, like that cut <laughs> cut what did we say but sorry sorry that's how i thought that's how thug people clinics <laughs> work is that better now no not no, better not better not better <laughs> jesus christ this there's no awareness by this movie they have no idea that any of these things were offensive most yeah. especially dean kane trying to talk like that earlier so and then they have a doctor who filed a complaint with the Department of Health. Now, here is a here is a serious fucking crime of of how many people reported this place and it never got inspected. Right. Like that's something that somebody really has to fucking answer for. Yeah. And they never really did. Oh, right. Yeah. There's that other doctor who's like, yeah, I, I referred patients to Dr. Gosnell and they'd always come back with like three new STDs. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I thought that was an anomaly. Uh, I had somebody <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Yeah, just bags of herpes everywhere. It was like, it was a weird place. I mean, they were labeled herpes, but still, you know, that was cats, just, cats would dig into them. It was, yeah. Jars of little herpetic dicks. That was a bit much. That also, was, it was a lot. God. Also, was there a patient, did they hear from a patient who changed her mind and wanted out of the abortion, but they kept pulling her back in? Uh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. There's <laughs> one of these one of these witnesses was like, yeah, so I was like, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm in the wrong place. And I got slapped in the leg and they put me like, I was like, no, is this an abortion clinic? I was just trying to buy Oxycontin. Yeah. And then he was just like, <laughs> go to sleep, count backwards from 100, you're done. Well, and I, of course, I wrote in my nose, forced abortion. My God, how horrible to subvert a woman's choice in, wait, what's the point of this movie? I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> I'm I think I'm fucking this up. All right, so now we get uh we have Dr. Gosnell chatting with his lawyer. Um and Gosnell here they they they're they're playing it like, you know, he's like, "Hey man, I didn't really do anything wrong here, so I'm not super worried about it." His lawyer isn't buying that shit. Yeah. It, it, this is uh, it, again, 
there's a lot of surprisingly good law talk in this movie. I mean, again, usually it's when they're reading directly from the trial transcripts, but like mm-hmm. the, the not Michael Cohen, Michael Cohan here, like he, <laughs> yeah. he, he does the trick that like I do with my clients all the time, right? They're like, Hey, uh, uh, yeah, I, me, I totally believe you. Um, but I also do this thing where let's, let's role play me being opposing counsel. And, um, this is the kind of cross examination you're likely to get. And then I ask like all the really, you know, hostile questions. And whenever they get, you know, frustrated, I'm like, look, if I'm your lawyer and I believe you. And like, if I can come up with these questions, you know, the other side can. So, um, mm-hmm. so real, real, real technique. <laughs> Do they often at that point yell out, I'm friends with George Tiller. Oh, my God. I'm just like George Tiller, huh? Was a line in this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the whipsaw here, right? Because like, we just go from that to where they have to add stuff. Because th- let's be clear, like this case has absolutely no connection with George Tiller, who was no. murdered by fanatics for doing something that was 100 percent legal. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. No. Two pro-life movies in a row that brought up vigilante murdering of a doctor as if they were the good yeah. guys. Yeah. Coincidence. It's either three in a row or two out of the last three then. Cause the third one back also did that. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. yeah. And they just got Gosnell being like, yeah, where I, I hung out with George Tiller all the time. We did the, the, with the ball of razors thing. It was fun <laughs> together. We'd talk on Skype compared foot collections, normal stuff. Yeah, I love you know? the, the when the lawyers comes up there's like, okay, I do have to ask you about the baby foot marmalade uh, <laughs> that you had, the jars that were, uh, what was that? Right. He's like, oh, I got to preserve the DNA. And he, the, the lawyer's like, do most people keep the whole foot to do that, man? How big do you think a DNA is? <laughs> what, describe what DNA means to you? You're dumb. You're a doctor? <laughs> Well, they said I could get it off the fingernails. You know what I've been using? Habeas humor jars from Sharon at AACon. Cincinnati. <laughs> Put the little feet in there. It's perfect size for one DNA. <laughs> yeah, but the key here to, again, it, it, when we step out of the tor- court transcripts, uh, Kermit Do- Gosnell has a whole, like, I don't believe in their laws and care about their babies, and I'm, you know, just, it's my vile bloodlust that keeps me going and wakes me up in the morning, you know, or whatever. So now, okay, we're back to grand jury testimony, and Lexi, the 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 main DA lady, the the main character, is ripping the DOH a new one for not inspecting this kitty litter box slash abortion clinic that hadn't been inspected in seventeen years. <sighs> yeah, yeah was, the Department of Health lady's like, yeah, okay, we did an inspection in ninety three, and then again in twenty ten. Uh, technically, the, that second one was a raid, but I was there. I did inspect things. <laughs> I, I, I checked stuff. We, ins- we inspect whenever there's a locust hatch is kind of how we do it. <laughs> yeah, right. It works right. great for us. Don't be a dick. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. This was this was the, where I just pulled the escape hatch uh, on this movie because you know what you don't put in front of a grand jury, a hostile witness, right? Like I that, can see that, why you wouldn't want to do that. It's, it's ex parte. Like, defense doesn't know about it. They don't get to be there like you you as the prosecutor get to pick who they hear from 
uh, yeah. So this was just stupid. And and then <laughs> like they put in her mouth, right? This is this is Nurse Ratchet, right? The the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, oh, the 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 lunch lady of the Department of Health. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> second biggest villain in this movie. Uh, and and what they put in her mouth was like, well, you know, why weren't there complaints? And she's like, well, you know. Governor Tom Ridge said we did. And I'm sitting there going like, you mean Republican Governor Tom yes. Ridge, the first secretary of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, ardently anti-abortion Tom, that Tom Ridge, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, right, right. She says we had orders from the governor not to inspect abortion clinics. Here's hoping you don't Google who the goddamn governor was. Yeah. Tom Ridge, he's part of Big Fetus, pulling strings on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fox News puts a D after his name, but you know, <laughs> right? And we're supposed to believe that, like, in order to protect women, the governor banned them from inspecting women's health clinics. That's what the claim is here. Well, That's, you know, look, I would stupid. not be surprised at all if a Republican governor stopped the DOH from uh, from inspecting abortion clinics so that a case like this could come up. Yeah. Uh, but apparently they've got enough now so they can arrest Dr. Gosnell. And now that the unborn fetuses of Pennsylvania can sleep sound, we'll take a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Kermit Gosnell pay for his crimes? Will the filmmakers accidentally include way too much of the defense attorney's case for you to possibly believe this movie's narrative? Will the movie end with a courtroom full of vindicated fetuses clapping? Find out the answers to these questions and more. <laughs> when we return for the depressing... for the. Wrong reasons conclusion of Gosnell. Okay, so look, the key to nailing this script is going to be presenting Kermit Gosnell as evil as possible. Look, we don't want people to walk away thinking he was just an underfunded abortion doctor providing services for poor immigrants while navigating an ever more complex labyrinth of disingenuous laws and regulations designed to make running an abortion clinic impossible. I, I, um, isn't that what he was? Exactly right. what he yeah, was, right? Yeah. Which is why we don't want people thinking that. Right. Okay. So okay. look, look, be sure to play up how gross the place was. Oh, oh, I'll shit in the hall. I'm going to shit in the hall. I, look, I, I like your enthusiasm, but uh, no. I'll, what? I could smear peach jelly on the walls. Huh. Weird, but okay. Um, look, peach. we're also, we're going to need to splash some blood around the set. You know, make it look like a haunted house was menstruating or something. Got it. Done. But most importantly, and I cannot stress this enough, we need to focus in on the turtles in the waiting room. And that, I'm sorry, wait, do, do what now? Did you say turtles? Yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing how that. The, the turtles factor into the, the evilness that we were. Guys, guys, kind they the were an endangered species of turtle. Right. But wasn't he like taking good care of him? So it wouldn't even help with the, the message. <sighs> Keeping pets is a deliberate violation of both state and federal ordinances. Do I have to quote the CFR to you? Did, don't you think there are better things we could focus on? They had they were innocent turtles. Okay, are you are you weeping right now? No, no, no. Go, go, shit in the hall. Stab ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs>
lock eyes with me. <laughs> Doing it in here, too. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off on Dr. Gosnell's arraignment, uh, where he's being charged with eight counts of murder, 24 counts of illegal abortion, abortion past the 24-week limit or whatever it is, and 227 misdemeanor violations of 24 abortion consent laws. So over 200 <laughs> charges altogether. And that's when he's like, wait a minute, I'm not sure if you're allowed to prosecute me for being a serial killer. My turtles need to be fed. <laughs> <laughs> and it stops the entire court proceeding. The actual response we get from a judge a real judge here is like, listen, I take the Endangered Species Act very seriously. We are not going to have this murder trial while a vulnerable creature like a turtle gets deprived. Almost exact words. And, and, and I could not figure out if this movie, you know, funded and produced by WorldNet Daily was pro-animal rights, anti-animal rights. Like <laughs> I, the, the one thing was for sure, though, that judge absolutely did not give a shit about the cats, though. Right. Right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, but there were cats there too, man. <laughs> yeah. Also, just one more thing. Last thing before a murder trial, you, apparently you fixed the turtles. Uh, millions of Americans are starving. American <laughs> citizens. Are we technically allowed to start the case now before you fix that? But yeah, the judge the judge makes the DA go deal with the turtles. That actually happens. And, and we get a scene of them dealing with the turtles. <laughs> Andrew. Question, does the DA have to make sure the pets of the murder suspects are okay before proceeding with the prosecution? Uh, well, you know, that that could have been the other part of the day that I missed on, you know, carving into a fetus's yeah. skull day at law school. But uh, I I have never had to take care of my client's pets, no. I, well, not, not your clients, even. It would make sense right. to put yeah, those no, on the, the same day. Right, yeah, the, the other side. Yeah, the other guy's client. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so they take care of the turtles. They really want to focus in on that turtle storyline. And then, okay, so the head DA guy, he's given one of them dramatic ramp-up speeches you do before a trial. Turns out there's no IN team, by the way. What the <laughs> fuck was this? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> oh, it's such a weird speech. He's like, all right, this guy's a serial killer, but also a beloved abortion doctor. Be ready. And then he adds that the press is going to be all over this. Like, they're going to be swarming. And then we get there, and he's like, all right, well, there's, there's nobody. Okay. The, the <laughs> press is cool with us prosecuting a serial killer. It kind of deflates the point I, I was yeah, I was making. Well, yeah. No, there's no press at all, because the liberal media doesn't care about murdery abortion doctors. They love abortion doctors. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and and this really is like more so than the abortion stuff like when when you go and research the Kermit Gosnell case you will find like almost all of it is you know the the echo chamber of and I can't believe that the press wasn't yep. there and that you know at, at right it's almost as if the press was wary about being used by anti-abortion activists <laughs> with a history of manipulating the no, yeah, right, right. Well, it also sort of undercuts the whole biggest serial killer ever. Things like we think so. The media, not 
Not so much, but we thought so. Yeah. Okay. So they head in for the, for the first day of the, the big trial. Um, I, I also, I love as they're getting ready, there's this moment where Kermit Gosnell is flirting with the stenographer. Now he's being like way too creepy, but he's kind of Clarence Thomasing it and shit. But I feel like working the stenographer is a good strategy though. Right. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't get over that suit. So that's. Hey, oh, my God. <laughs> that way we, we can all admit that was the biggest crime he committed. Uh, right. Green and orange. Come on. Oh, oh. Also, he said blouse. He was. Yeah. Oh, he did. <laughs> right. God, just I really don't him. like this. This happened recently. Pastor Manning did it right. Didn't, yep. Yeah. God damn it. Who says don't be. You can use the word blouse, I guess, in certain contexts. It's a word that is useful, but not when you're. Being gross. Don't say blouse like that. God damn it. I wrote my notes. It's like he said blouse just to trigger Heath there, clearly. <laughs> it and it worked. Me. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. then it's time to move on to the dot, dot, dot opening arguments. Yeah. Did opening statements. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. I know, but your show is. I appreciate the throw. No, that's but good. yeah. That's good. All right. So, wait, what are opening arguments then, legally speaking? There are no. You're not allowed to present arguments. Argumentation. In, yeah, okay. No, yeah. That, that makes sense. You're so what the hell is wrong you, with you? You can make your... a statement, but you can't have the statement have argumentative power behind it? Yeah, it can't. It can't. It can't be. That is, it's literally the only grounds to object during an, an opening statement, right? Is that it contains argument. Argumentative. Uh, yeah. So why that? Why the hell did you name your podcast that then? So that when people Google opening arguments, they get my show <laughs> oh, instead okay. of eleven million. You know, yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. All right. So she starts off her opening statement. She goes like, uh, "Now this is not a case about abortion. It will inspire a movie about abortion, but that's beside the point. This is a case about murder, and just like." Hand over to the producers of the movie, being like, "Fuck, are you talking directly to us?" <laughs> feels like feels like all of a certain race of people are talking directly to me right now and hate me. Okay. Oh, it's it's all it's most of the races actually. Okay, it's most of you. <laughs> Dean Kane likes me. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean, for smiling just now at me. Yeah, no, th this is this is example number, I think, seven so far where like you can just yeah, I mean, you can almost see like which words that the script writers took lifted directly from the trial transcripts and which like they scrawled in crayon like next to it. Because because half of this opening statement by the D.A. is perfectly sensible, right? This isn't a case about abortion. This is a case about murder. This is a case about the murder of Kamaya Monger, right? Like it, it, like that's totally, that's absolutely one hundred percent how you would characterize the case. Except she can't say those sentences. It has to be like, this isn't about abortion. This is about murder. This is about the death of Kamaya Monger and all the babies that they chopped up and <laughs> killed. <them. laughs> what? I, uh, yeah. No. Oh. Um, and I will say, too, like, even with their bullshit words being added in Cran over his actual opening statement, the bad guy has a way better lawyer. 
Oh, yeah. No, that's because they edited his statement less, right? Like right. his opening statement is is absolutely there, which is you, you, right the opposite. They're trying to tell you this isn't about abortion. This is absolutely about abortion. They're picking on one doctor where they've got one example of one thing that went wrong. Like, that's exactly how you would defend this. The only thing that, that they have to screw up here is they throw in this, like, gratuitous shot of, like, and, and he's like, Catholic, right? Like, you know, so lifted, <laughs> lifted from the Blues Brothers, you know, and 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 the reason the real Michael Cohan would never do this is because every white person on the West Philadelphia right. jury is a Catholic. Yes. So, you know, very clearly don't go committing a hate crime against, you know, your jury. He goes, it's all Catholicism's fault. I'm like, well, that's true, regardless of which side of the abortion issue you're on. But it's not relevant <laughs> to the case. I guess. <laughs> but of course, now that leads to this amazing scene afterwards where Dean Cain follows the the uh, defense attorney around physically assaulting him <laughs> like a high school bully. He meets the defense lawyer in the like uh, lawyer harassment hallway that all courts have. <laughs> and he's just like, call me a white Catholic one more time. I fucking dare you. <laughs> call me that. He's doing the like two for flinching thing. Andrew... Yeah. Uh, another question for you. Is that a real thing? Do you guys have like a jousting hallway yeah, where no, you just harass each other, lawyer to lawyer? It's it's super rough when you're, you know, a lawyer who's 5'8", too. Like, we call it wedgie hallway. It's really rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I, I forgot the combination of my locker. It's, it's, it's awful. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. So, and then... Uh, we Hold see this iPad. Slap it out of your hand. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so we and we see that the news is covering this. Not a lot, but a little bit of news. So now we go. I guess I don't know if this is day two or if that was just a lunch break or whatever. But we're back in the uh, in the courtroom, and a lady from an abortion clinic, a different abortion clinic, a good abortion clinic, I guess, is the next witness. Yeah. And, and oh no, this is Janine Turner from Northern Exposure, right? Like, yeah. you know, quirky, hot 20 years ago. And boy, the last 20 years have not been kind to Janine Turner. Well, anyway, she's sorry. in this movie. So like professionally and physically. Yeah, right. Clearly, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean that in every sense of the word. <laughs> so you could use some stem cells on something with something. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so she's doing like, so she's there to be like, no, this is not how normal clinic abortion clinics operate. We don't have any cat poop in our hallways and we don't snip the necks of uh, babies with scissors. <laughs> our women's clinic is not uh, an area from Fallout 4, despite what <laughs> yeah. a lot of people think. That's not normal. Yeah. Uh, we do not reuse speculum. That's not a thing we do. Uh, we don't use the family cloth either. That's part of our abortion <laughs> clinic. Fucking weirdo. And then specifically, she's asked, like, have you ever cut a baby's head off with scissors? <laughs> she's like, no, I'm left-handed and we only have the writing ones. <laughs> and I really mangled one that I didn't get through. No, obviously, I never did that. What the fuck are you talking about? All right. And now we get the cross-examination and this is like there are a couple of moments here. This is the first of them where they let this guy talk too long. Again, this is coming from most of this coming from the court transcript at this point. And uh, Dr. Gosnell had a very convincing attorney. Right. 
based on just what they show that's actually from the uh, court transcript, I am absolutely ready to acquit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I loved his use of props here. He does a great job. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he he walks her through. And I I thought this was a brilliant strategy, right? He walks this lady through... The, the actual abortion procedure as if to kind of show the the uh the jury like hey no matter what you fucking do this is a brutal sounding procedure if i was if i was talking to you about you know whatever how to take out a kidney it would be gross too but let's let's dive into this this is what you normally do here's the ever so slight difference between what you normally do and what my client is being accused of doing right yeah i'm i'm not sure about this though were the actual props they used in the movie exaggerations size-wise? I feel you, like they have I, to you be. You mean that 43-foot needle? Because at one point, Or, that's or exactly what about what the, the salad tongs from Olive Garden <laughs> that they bring out? Like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. he's like, so uh, Dr. North, uh, who apparently is like a real abortion doctor, do you recognize this 30-foot needle? And uh, she's like, <laughs> Yeah, we we stab babies to death with it with poison, <laughs> or or um, sometimes with no poison, just regular stab. Yeah, that's what, that's what they use. And do you recognize these uh, Olive Garden salad tongs? And she's like, "Well, uh, those those are rowing oars." But yes, basically the same thing. Scoop out the babies is what we do. Correct. And then and then like at twenty three weeks, it's a really big head. Do you suck out the brains with this impossibly large curly straw? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> it's curly straw. It's, it seems silly, but it's you know it's a way I like to make it light. We make it a little fun. It's so a you can wacky. bend it left or right is the is the key there. So it doesn't really matter if you're left or right handed then. Um, <laughs> yeah, and okay, and and then the, the Cohan asks. He's, he says, okay, so like if a baby was born, a fetus was actually like came out and it was alive mid abortion, what would you do? And she's like. Yeah, at that point, we just have to wrap it in a blanket and watch it die. And it'd be, and, and he's like, wow, that's a pretty fucked up law. She's like, yep, sure is. It's like, yeah, no further questions. Yeah. No, I, we have a tiny little ice flow that we push him out. They fall asleep, of course. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and the, the next witness is the, the, the dead Bhutanese lady that, that apparently this is all about that we've forgotten about over and over again. And we'll forget about in five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Immediately after this scene. <laughs> yes, exactly. So she took her mom into the abortion clinic and her mom died at the abortion clinic. Now, this is all based on the uh, the court transcripts, even the flashback that she has at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a weird moment. The lawyer's like, so um, your mom died. Uh, go ahead and tell us all about that. Actually, uh, would you mind giving us like a full doodly do? Like, <laughs> yeah. could, you, could you do your best incompetent alcoholic Irish lady voice for the nurse at the clinic? That would be oh, great. God. Would you be able to do that? <laughs> yeah. So we're fucking pulling the baby out with the salad tongs and I'm smoking a cigarette. And she, the other nurse, she fucking tells me, you know, you should really quit smoking. All right, you're fucking up the voice. You're fucking up the voice. I call real incompetent alcoholic Irish lady nurse to the stand. And then she comes up and tells us some more about this terrifying clinic. Yeah, right. So in order to keep their narrative going, they're 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 giving us testimony from two different witnesses, right? So apparently here's how it how it played out. The woman wasn't fit. She came into the clinic. 
She wasn't feeling great after they gave her the drugs, so they gave her bonus drugs. The doctor comes in, the Gosnell comes in, the the witness says he fucked around at his desk for a bit, like a but like a fucking asshole, didn't get back there to see my mom right away. <laughs> you notice his desk was a little off level. He spent like two hours with little pieces of paper to shim it. It was ridiculous. I'm staring at him. My mom's dying. So yeah, so he goes down to check her out and she's dead. And he actually does the bit like, oh, the daughter's going to come down. Act like you're doing doctor stuff. Pretend you're doing doctor stuff. Plug that in. You yeah. know, has <laughs> has anybody stopped at like, look, I I know, you know, we 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 made the doodly do joke. But like, has anybody stopped to think about like how any of this would get in as testimony in a yeah. trial? Right. Like, <laughs> uh, it well, in my fevered dream, the doctor was like cackling evilly about yes! the defibrillator machine being broken. Like, what? What? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. No, so much of this is happening in a room where no witness would have been there. Yeah, right, right. Any chance one of these nurses, unbeknownst to them, was a video blogger who would bring secret cameras on her uniform? Not yet. Not yeah, yet. In, an, in an abortion clinic? 50-50. Into the abortion Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But again, then we get the cross-examination. And again, they probably should have left this out. Right. Because, again, the fucking the lawyer for Gosnell was phenomenal. You know, basically he comes up there and he's like, hey, you know, how did you feel about your mom getting an abortion? She's like, oh, I think they're very, very evil. And I wish the doctor would die. Shit. Shit. My bad. <laughs> Can we start over? You ask me that again. And then he asks, he's like, so why did your mom go to Dr. Gosnell? Didn't she like try other places that were maybe cleaner? And the daughter has to be like. Ah, uh, because the market solution to medicine doesn't work? I don't know what to tell you. He was the only one who'd take her. Well, yeah, exactly. Even more uh, damning to their case, she says, well, all the other doctors said that my mother was, uh, my mother's pregnancy was too risky. He was the only one willing to do it, right? I mean, yeah, he had like coal-fired machinery in the thing, <laughs> but like he was the only one who would do it. Yeah. And also he writes a letter or he reads a letter uh, of that, that Gosnell wrote to the family of the woman who died in his clinic, which was quite touching. I guess handwritten, a handwritten letter. Um, Andrew, another question for you. How good does an apology letter have to be before (laughs) you're not guilty of murder? (laughs) Uh, Pretty, pretty damn good. But, but look, like, look, 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 this is this is yet another. And and again, because a lot of the movie is just reading from trial transcripts. But like, here's an actual good law moment in in the movie, because is it? Well, well, no, because defense counsel like reads the letter into the apology letter into evidence and then asks, you know, now, was that the letter of a murderer? Right. And and then. ADA objects that that's a hypothetical and you can't ask a hypothetical of a fact witness, which is a hundred percent true. So I, I was lawyer. Me was happy for a second. This was enough to get me through uh, the last bit of act three. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay. So if I asked how good that murder apology letter has to be, the the other lawyer would object and that wouldn't even get answered. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Legally, it's important. Okay. We nailed that down. All right. But so the key here, though, is that they're that they're losing the trial. Right. But luckily, blogger chick has a hot tip for Dean Kane. 
Yep. It's the ridiculous thing I was kind of hinting at before. Oh, God. It's, one of the nurses is a photo blogger who just constantly takes pictures everywhere all the time. So you'll probably be able to find lots of selfies with headless fetuses in her photo collection <laughs> if you check. Yeah, yeah, she'll have pictures of even the alive babies. Yeah, And, and, and this is all 100% the opposite of a true story. We're, we're going to get to it, but like... Just flagging it like this is completely manufactured and made up and fake. Okay. So now I, here's another, and this is another one of those, like, if you if you get to make the movie, this can seem super sinister, but apparently their plan was to have the jury visit his clinic uh, as, as part of the trial, but a pipe burst in the clinic so they couldn't go and see it. And, you know, they as... They say that they show Gosnell giving a wry, knowing smile, just like he did in the court transcripts. <laughs> okay. Why does that even matter, though? There's so much goddamn evidence. The cops raided the place and took video yeah. and pictures of all of this already. They could just yeah. show the jury. And, you don't and, need that, right? And that's ultimately what happens in the trial, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it, they, they play this as sinister because, look, like, it. it what what would what actually did unfold here is right the prosecution says we want to take the jury to the actual site uh then all of a sudden there is you know a pipe burst and they're like look look we can't take the jury like they're gonna like wade through water and shit like it's just not gonna happen so we can either postpone the trial and wait and like take them later right or and then the prosecution was like, yeah, you know what? Like, we've got all the torture devices and like bloody mm -hmm. drawers and stuff. We're just going to put on our trial here. Right. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it's not sinister. It's not weird. It's just like it was their strategy. Right. Like <laughs> the prosecution could have done either. And they were like, yeah, right. We, we got the stuff yeah. that we need from there. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, this was an odd moment. Or like you said, just wait a couple days. And then it's like the same thing. But like you know, some of the cat shit got washed away. Like, all right, but same thing, right? Right. Yeah. 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 But that choice would be left up to the prosecution, right? Yeah. Well, and then, okay. And then also I love that they, that they left this in kind of works against them. So the way that they got to calling Gosnell America's biggest serial killer is that, you know, we don't know how many of these aborted fetuses we found were murdered. And they had originally tried him on seven of them, right? They, they, they had seven fetuses that they thought they could show were past the 24 week limit or whatever the whatever the limit was in Pennsylvania at the time. This is the part where they throw out three of those charges for insufficient evidence. Yeah, it's babies B, G and F. And like I, I, I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, if you were going to dramatize these events, you might tell us <laughs> who the hell baby B, G, like we've never heard of these before. We don't know why it got thrown out like it's just. God. Also, he says it like that. He says, babies, B, G, and F. Why not B, F, and G, man? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> if you're going to make alphabetical babies, <laughs> for fuck's sake. All right. So now, okay. Now we got the prosecutors. They're getting ready to commiserate about the ass kick they're taking. And I love this line that the, the head guy comes in. He's like, damn it. Cohen's got the jury thinking that that's just an ordinary abortion doctor that cuts a few corners so he can provide care for underprivileged black women. And I'm like, well... Yeah, but the jurors can't see the flashbacks where he's smiling so sinisterly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking movie has me thinking that, guys. 
Yep. And so that's that's when they decide they're like, all right, well, uh, the pipe burst. We can't bring the jury to the clinic. We'll bring the clinic to them. And they start wheeling in just like medieval torture devices that they <laughs> found at the Costell Clinic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's just his like, Iron Lady. Yeah. This is this is uh, Exhibit 9, an adorable little pillory in case <laughs> the baby was being difficult about <laughs> the guillotine. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. And now, okay, so there, here we get the actual pivotal moment in this court case. This is where blogger chick, she looks over and there's a bunch of seats set aside for the press, but there's nobody there because nobody gives a shit about this except for extreme right wing uh, media. So she snaps a photo of all the empty press seats as if to say, like, huh, no one cares but me. They love their abortions so much. I, God, and this is just <laughs> such a stupid argument. Like, I, it, how many, it, it, using their logic, right? Like, this guy was convicted of three murders of babies. Do you, do you know how many, like, local triple murder cases get national media attention. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, unless one of them is a pretty little white girl, like zero. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's also, they, they have her run out of the court and send her photo, and then they have the it glow, going viral shown on screen. <laughs> it's Pokemon the movie levels of ridiculous, right? Up until now, they've been trying to at least present this as a serious movie. Nope, not anymore. Now it's gone viral on uh, apostrophe exclamation dot com. That's actually <laughs> the, the like fake bullshit site they use, like Twootler and MyFace. Uh, yeah, it's going Schminstagram. Uh, it's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, one little detail here: one of the tweets or twoodles or whatever was from conservative Latina. Oh, really? Yeah. Being like, well, first of all, I exist. There are dozens like me. Dozens. And I want that wall, too. Uh, we are problematic. And also, I'm, problematic. I am a white guy. All right. Yeah. So, the <laughs> yeah, I'm a bot. So the next morning, um, they, they go in for the trial, and Lexi is is walking through all depressed, but then the blogger chick shows her that this story is front-page news now. <laughs> oh, God. I love this newspaper. Oh, I the USA Post? Uh, yeah, more than my child. Like, this is... I paused the screen because I had to soak in everything about this fake newspaper. Okay, so first, right, the USA Post logo, right, it looks like the... 1964 World's Fair logo, yes. right? It's like the TWA yeah. with like, you know, the jetpack on the back of it. It's a, it's a, the, the layout like comes from a GeoCities website, right? There, there are like nine different fonts on the screen. Like one of them is Comic Sans. It's, it's the, oh my God. Like I could just, oh. Yeah. And Welcome the headline, to the newspaper. We're going to defeat the Ruskies. Yeah. yeah. And the headline just says media cover up. And I'm like, no, because you're a newspaper, man. That can't that can't be true when you write That's it. That's you. I, I okay. I find it odd that this real thing that really happened in real life couldn't find an actual newspaper talking about this real event that happened. So what I want you to do is I want you to take out your cell phones right now and text God's not dead to five people. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so yeah, now the 
court is packed with people. Everyone's here to see the trial of America's biggest serial killer. Why would that? Like, everyone in Philadelphia was like, okay, now print journalism seems to think this is a big deal. We must all go to the courtroom now. I'm a print journalist also. That's weird yeah. how I, okay. But yeah, now they're full, including with the press. Right, yeah, the the courtroom is packed, so it's time for the first day of post-media spectacle court to begin. This is where we learn, like, one of the witnesses says that uh, Dr. Gosnell had a cleaner room upstairs for the white women. <laughs> she had separate but equal rooms. Which is terrible, um, and perhaps even more terrible, Dean Kane uses this moment to taunt his African-American detective partner. Oh, I know. He's like, he turns to his African-American partner and he's like, in your face, black guy, now who's a racist? And the guy's like, what? <laughs> the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and the, the witness is like, oh no, I well, I was there. I heard plenty of babies screaming for their life. Just watch my flashback, right? Fucking lawyers, <laughs> like I'd like to enter doodly do seven into evidence. <laughs> right, right. Did you ever hear babies crying? Yup. I bet you wonder what that would be like. What that, what that would be like. <laughs> Are you backing up out of the stand? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop backing up. Just sit back down. I, I get you're doing a doodly do. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, we get a flashback to two of the nurses like walking through the <laughs> dark candlelit hallway of this clinic. And we hear babies having like conversations in the other room. Yeah. There's like, like old babies, like smoking cigarette voice being like, so I says to him, I says, <laughs> those shears aren't going to do it. Do you have a cleaver or I'm not, it's not going to go through you. you you're, that's not how you spatchcock a baby. I'm just saying that's dumb. <laughs> and, and this is where like the, the witness that's on the stand now talks about seeing a baby swimming in the toilet at the, at the clinic. Are we going to use swimming? Is that the right word for that? Could you be swimming? Wait, huh? What's this baby doing in my toilet? Uh, appears to be the breaststroke, sir. Just taste the baby. I want to taste the baby. I want uh, to point out. Well, and her name uh, is uh, Miss. Her name is Miss Strawberry. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I want to point out here, by the way, that no, Gosnell was not convicted of anything related to a baby swimming in a fucking toilet. This never comes up before or after. I want to see this now, though. I want to see, like, laps. I want to see, like, an Olymp <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, it's a fun image. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, so if, as soon me. as you flush, it's laps. It's the instant that you do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's why those Australian. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so. All right. So now it's time for the cross-examination. Once again, knocks it out of the fucking park, right? Because uh, Gosnell's lawyer's like, huh, you just told us X, Y, and Z. Those sure do sound like bullshit stories, don't you? She's like, yeah, now that you repeat them all together, huh? She, he <laughs> goes, are you a disgruntled employee? And she goes, yes, but my lawyer seems very angry about that. <laughs> he, oh, it's he me also, saying that. Oh, okay. He also calls her the Forrest Gump of something of abortion like nurses to, yeah he tries to make uh, some kind of analogy here it didn't make sense and he like kind of knew it himself he's like so i get you're you're just everywhere you're like at everything remember forrest gump was at all the stuff you're like the forrest gump of 
Beheading live babies? Okay, objection to myself. Sorry, that, that got away from me. That all the way got away from me. I, uh, I really sorry. shouldn't try and write these jokes in the script. I'm sorry, Your Honor. <laughs> also, and again, we talk about shit that they should have left out of their movie. At this point, the the, the defense attorney comes up and he's like, "Hey, uh, did, did you?" Did you make a deal with the DA where you can make up some baby in the toilet stories and not get charged for those, all those Oxycontins that you were illegally selling? And of course, that that is objected to because you can't say that. But again, why point that out to us in your movie, guys? Yeah. Also, the part where at the very end of this, the lawyer just like keeps badgering the witness, yelling stuff over and over after objections are being made before they're ruled on. And the judge is like, hey, Mr. Cohen, you're not allowed to do any of that stuff you just did from now on. Just, okay, no doing that from now <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, so the jury one, will please take freebie. into account from now on, accordingly, jury, from now on. <laughs> Mr. Cohan has one strike. That didn't count. <laughs> Go again. All right, so now it's it's time for uh, Dean Kane to go out and recruit Nurse Betty. That is the photo blogger <laughs> nurse that they need. She would be the key witness. Yep. And this is an, uh, another little racism moment because we haven't had enough. Dean Kane being like, uh, African-American partner, um, we got to talk to Nurse Betty. And uh, why don't you go ahead and, you know, talk to her like you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's no, one of your uh, people. Yeah, yeah, no, wait. Well, uh, you do. You mean uh, in a in a in a deep baritone? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, not okay. You're you're gonna make me. Don't make me say. Just you know. Just talk. Sass it up. You know are you are you pointing at your forearm? Why, why Stop. You? <laughs> no. Is the camera on? I'm Dean Kane. So, I gotta be honest with you. At this point in the movie, I started thinking, and I was pretty much right that the denouement of this story was going to be them losing the case but the jury convicting anyway because they're anti-abortion, right? Like up to this <laughs> right. point, that's how it plays. And really, honestly, that is kind of how the, the movie plays out. But first they got to talk to Nurse Betty. And, you know, she's like, hey, we need to talk to you about uh, more stuff about that abortion clinic. And she's like, no. And, and he's like, yeah, what do you know about all those toilet babies? And she's like, I got to go to school. But then she turns around. She thinks about all those poor toilet babies, has second thoughts, and goes back to help them. I'm sorry. That's adorable. I keep thinking about it. They're splashing around. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing chicken fights together. Well, it seems fun. I don't know. And if a, it's a, a clean toilet. toilet? Uh, yeah. A toilet's a good size, right? Like it's not, you know, you, it, it, you're, they can you grab be, the sides when they need to. Like, right. uh, you know. It'd be cruel yeah. to put them in a full-size pool. Like, Yeah, no, that would be, yeah, right. That. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, okay, I got distracted. I got distracted I by this adorable image. But, but yeah, so so Nurse Betty shows uh, Dean Kane and his partner uh, a video or a picture or whatever. It's some some video and picture evidence of the baby that got born alive. Yeah, and like, like it might as well like the baby might as well be like singing a musical number in the video, yeah. just like viable. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a little Sinatra on that. You know, you <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, He'll be liable. <laughs> so tribal. So, so this is baby I boy. Am a. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's that's that. I 
Believe me, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna interrupt Sinatra. Are you kidding me? Um, uh, it, but but yeah, no. This is where literally everything from from the past five minutes to the end of the movie is is complete nonsense. Um, Baby Boy A. This evidence was presented to the grand jury to get the indictment. Right. This was not some like crazy last minute surprise evidence I know it wasn't case. a surprise exhibit really? yeah no it was it was not uh this was all part of the indictment against Gosnell in the first place so yeah um, yeah what a not surprise yeah okay so we have a quick scene where Dean Kane has to show up at Lexi's daughter's piano recital to show him the picture or to show her the picture it's like he's got the evidence that's going to crack the case wide open. Yeah, and the we get the husband of D.A. McGuire here being the worst. He's such an asshole. He's like mad at her. She like gets up to like talk about the murder trial she's dealing with. He's like, you're going to leave during this piano recital? Our daughter is next. And she's like, yeah, because of a murder case. And, yeah. But can't. Can't people just send out MP3s of the recital at this point? What fucking year is it? I, I know what a piano looks like. I is it, just pushing buttons. Just send me the. I don't know. Yes, I have to leave right now. <laughs> is this because I wept during sex the other day? No, no, murder case. Murder. Ca- Stop talking. Also, the weeping. Yes, it's partially the we- that. We'll go back to that. That's ridiculous. Mostly murder case. To be clear. Yeah, but like apparently, yeah. So he Dean Kane shows her the picture. She goes back into the recital, and we have that long moment where she tries to cry, and eventually she's like hand signaling <laughs> oh. to the camera to just cut. It's not going to happen. Just cut. God damn it. I, 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 yeah, I mean, someone needed to come over and like tweeze one of her nose hairs because like, she, she cannot fake tears here at all. Oh. She looks like she's eating bad shellfish. It's a, it's a <laughs> yes, yeah. She just kind of goes low and holds her stomach. Yes, <laughs> like maybe she's laughing about the adorable kids in the toilet swimming around. Could, the yeah, it's probably balancing know. it out. All right, so now we're back at the trial, and Betty, Nurse Betty, is testifying. She also gets a flashback, and this is where we get to see for the first time, it, like that we know of, we get to see. Dying baby's eye view cam. <laughs> right? We're like looking up at the doctor as he's stumbling for some scissors to cut our necks with. Yeah. <sighs> it was a peaceful death, though. Well, we uh, even die. We even die in POV, right? Because we hear the snip as the baby's head is lulling over to one side and everything blacks out. Um, but the chick is still testifying because they're like, well, I guess the scene can't end there. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> so, like, slowly the courtroom scene fades back in like oh are we done with the right because the baby was dead gotcha yeah and and again because this is the imaginary part of the movie and no one involved in script writing has you know actually been inside a courtroom or you know seen anything other than paulie shore's jury duty like all of a sudden like there are 15 leading questions in a row there are no objections to it like uh, and uh, but but then uh, uh, Michael Cohen objects to a perfectly reasonable <laughs> authentication question. It's just, it's, uh, I, my, literally every blood vessel in my neck tried to strangle my brain at the same time. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've, they focused on some weird stuff during this questioning here at the end. At one point, they were like, 
So, um, Nurse Betty, what happens after uh, the baby gets uh, his neck snipped off with uh, shears? She's like, I right, put him, uh, put the baby on the tray, and then put that tray on the uh, baby shelf. Like, <laughs> a shelf of babies? He had a shelf? And, like, I get that that's weird, but, like, are you not focusing on the, like, the home decor element? That's what you're zeroing in on here? Dude, like, did you want him to have, like, a decorative basket for, the, like, <laughs> yes, a, the, like a one of those taco holders? would be far more useful in this situation You know those taco like holders that you can put them out and you can, so you can separate them and they don't, it's a nice way to present. That works for small dead fetuses. All right. So the judge needs a recess to figure this all out. So we, we go into the judge's chambers with the lawyers. Oh, no, we don't. That all happens off screen in this dumb fucking movie. It almost <laughs> feels like something should come up and say real missing. So they, they come back out of the judge's chambers and she's ready to present the photo to the jury. But the photo <laughs> in this jury is like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> right. Yeah, We're, no. We don't get to. Yeah. See, it's like the painting and rock and roll. We don't get to see it. Yeah. Kermit Gosnell does not like to be fucked by anybody but Mrs. Gosnell. <laughs> Actually, no, he likes to be fucked by a lot of people. Um, but yeah, th then we get the look on like everybody's face in the jury. Now, we're not seeing the picture, so I'm thinking to myself, oh, is this one of those gross-looking aborted babies? Guilty. What? Yeah. <laughs> the baby's alive, though. Right? Like, it's a picture of... She She took a picture of an alive baby. That was the point. So I, I wanted one of the jurors to be like, Oh, so cute. Oh, Gucci, Gucci, Goo. Come on. Oh, you imagine him in a toilet? That would be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this definitely feels like the Ray Comfort. Like, viewing this picture will turn yeah, any, right. you know, pro-abortion. simple yeah. picture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And and the the DA makes everybody look forever. She's like, look at it, look at it slower. <laughs> everybody does three minutes of staring touch, at this picture. Touch, touch the corner, touch it. Come on, slower. Now there will be a test. <laughs> but one guy in the jury is like, good, good. Looks like a stupid baby. <laughs> it was my favorite favorite part of the movie. One guy is like, yeah. I think this is great. This is good for society. Have you read Freakonomics? Because those things are awesome. All right. So now it's time for the closing statements. Um, I wrote arguments in my thing, but I'm wrong. So it's a closing. No, no, no. It, it, you, you, you. It is closing arguments. Oh, so I fucked it up both yeah. ways. The great. No, that that makes me feel much better. Thank you. <laughs> I I knew I knew the pedant in you would absolutely love to be corrected twice. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, I look honestly, I would rather be corrected than not. You know, at least God, the good I, thing about being oh. a pedant open to correction is you only have to be wrong once um, about each thing. Uh, still, still got to be wrong an awful fucking lot. Anyway, so but again, this I'm assuming was actually taken from the court transcript because it's a really good closing argument. So good, in fact, that the audio fades out as he's doing it. And we like the camera just pans over to Lexi. Right. And we focus in on her as the fucking thing uh, fades out. Then like her closing argument, she just walks up there. She's like, look at my gross picture again and drops the microphone. Yeah. And and again, right. We we have you're right on both of these. Right. Like so uh, 
defense counsel's closing argument comes from the trials from the trial transcript. So it totally makes sense and is convincing and they don't play it. And then the prosecution's closing <laughs> seems insane because it wasn't taken. Well, some of it was right. Like, so because again, remember like in the actual case, what won the day was not gross picture. Like that's been in evidence all the way since the grand jury, but was all the like gross stuff from the clinic plus, mm-hmm. you know, plus the, the death of the immigrant lady. Right. So uh, it, it like, that's what carried the day in the actual trial. But like, Hey, maybe abortion should be safe and legal and performed in sanitary conditions. <sighs> like I, it, it, I, all of that, you can't make that in this movie, so they have to be like, and look at the picture, look at the picture, right? <laughs> it's just yeah. Nuts. Well, and she even says during her um during her closing argument, she's like, you know, remember this case isn't about abortion; it's about you know what? What's her name? The lady that we mentioned yeah, three Carter times Maya in this Monger, ninety yeah. minute movie, right? <laughs> right, like like uh, yeah, right, right, yeah. You you because you have it written down though, but like just from watching this movie, since we only hear about her twice, there's no way you'd remember this person. So yeah, in in, in the real world, that's what this case was about. Yes, not yeah. in this stupid fucking movie though. All right. <laughs> So now we cut to nine days later. The jury has reached their verdict. So you can tell it was a real open shut case here. Right, right. So, that photo, one photo. It, well, and nine days of marination. But. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they start reading out the verdict. And at first, it seems like Gosnell's going to get away with it because they're like, how do you find for baby E? And they're like, not guilty. And it's like, what, how do you find on Karamaya Munger? And they're like, not guilty. And Gosnell's feeling pretty good. And they're like, okay, what about Baby A? And they're like, yeah, guilty of of, of all the other shit. Yeah. And then the audience goes crazy. Yeah, right. The audience goes crazy because they were all big fans of that immigrant lady, right? This wasn't yeah, about abortion. Fuck that refugee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. So, okay. Now we get my absolute favorite moment in the entire fucking movie. They're standing outside on the courthouse steps. Tattooed blogger chick comes up. Apropos of nothing, she says, I am not an ideological blogger. I seek only the truth, regardless of whether it confirms my pre-held conceptions of things. Bye. (laughs) What was that supposed to even mean? Like, I'm pro-choice, so I believe doctors can murder whomever they see fit. (laughs) (laughs) And then the movie doesn't end there. And I'm like, why isn't the movie over yet? That's weird. But it's because one of the women from the grand jury wants to introduce Lexi to her unaborted daughter. Yeah. We close on the not dead child. Uh, Here's my living child. Gracie (laughs) is her name. Hey, Gracie. You did not get murdered, so congrats. <laughs> and, I... and we finally have the much-promised media circus, right? There's like oh, 11. Yeah. There's maybe 12 <laughs> extras out here on the courthouse steps. Four of them have signs. Yes, have, I mean, it's... That they oh. wrote up that morning on notebook paper. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Also, so the movie ends and it goes, by the way, if you want to see that dead baby picture, we've got it on our website. Did you, I, I did not. Did you go over to no. the website to see the inside of the briefcase? Yeah, I, I did. I, oh, I did. Did And it was adorable. <laughs> was it serving in the toilet? You know, kind of doing the backstroke? 
That was it. Was disappointed. No, it, it wasn't that. They they didn't they didn't put any effort. They, you do a little photoshopping, and that's so much <laughs> it's not that hard, guys. Come on, you photoshopped your whole movie essentially. Just do a little more effort. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like you did with the fleas. It worked out great. Okay, and then all right. So the credits come on, and they start showing us pictures of all of the people, the actual people involved in this. But since Dean Cain's character is an undercover cop, they just show a pixelated photo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so real trivia bit, my, my understanding, right? So they've pixelated him out because he's, you know, the real cop or whatever, but, but apparently in the, uh, director's cut DVD that you got, if you were an Indiegogo (gasps) backer, they, they show his actual face. No. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that was intentional. Like, I don't think that was like a, a Patreon. Yeah. Of, right. You know, you get to see what James Woods <laughs> actually looks like. You get I think to they just this. fucked it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, by the way, they show us a picture of the goddamn turtles. <laughs> yeah. Why do they show us a picture of the fucking turtles? <laughs> well, to close uh, things off tonight, I think the analogy is obvious. Watching this movie was as bad as aborting a baby with a blank. All right. So, yeah, I know what you think, right? I'm going to go back to the Olive Garden salad tongs well, but but no, I am going to go with unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> I bet you could kill, kill Eli's kid with that, right? You just shove him up there long enough, he'll have a heart attack. Well done. Okay. Um, I'm going to say turtle. Somehow turtle. Giant <laughs> giant snapping turtle. Maybe some kind of a teenaged mutant version of it with a weapon. With a, a ball of blades. A ball of blades. Obviously, yes. yeah. Psy are the best weapons. But Well, that's for, for turtles, obviously. Clearly. Yes, yeah. Raphael's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, at least we can all agree on that. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for our review of Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. But that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to recommit to this weird addiction of ours. So, Heath, tell us what's on deck. Over the top. Wait, 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 wait. Stallone. Yep. Sly Stallone arm wrestling tournament. Enough said. That's the movie. You're going to have on the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling masterpiece over the top. Why could you have had me on for that one? Uh, Yeah, it's funny. That's going to be the one Eli will be back for, huh? I wonder who picked this timing. Uh, The winner takes it all, loser. So the very religious movie over the top next. Okay. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 194 to a personal close. What is even the religious thing? We'll figure it out. Sly Stallone is a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) IRL. All right, so once again, a huge thanks to Andrew Torres for hanging out with us today. If you'd like to hear more from him, be sure to check out Opening Arguments with the link in the show notes. Also, an equally huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you want to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist Citation, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard to earn on the chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. The director of this movie 
wrote an op-ed for the National Review arguing that the real victims here are conservatives in Hollywood and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who what? bravely sicked her army of brain-dead Twitter followers on a poor Virginia restaurant for the crime of giving her a free cheese plate. <laughs> oh, I am not kidding even a little bit about this. <laughs> Baby A was a pretty leading fucking name to give the fetus in the court of law. <laughs> Somebody took home those jars of baby feet from the set. It had to happen. <laughs> Somebody had to take those home. Oh, Somebody took them home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Short rib. Yep. yep. Okay, you guys know none of this is making it. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.